Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. What up, folks? Welcome into another edition of The Edge. We got a good one on tap. Oh, it's a big day. A very big day. 30 minutes from now. Smoking Coken. Dave Coken's going to be with us. Las Vegas handicapper, sports betting analyst. Baseball <laughs> season around the quarter. And Smoking Coken is going to help us preview everything. About the Major League Baseball season. As much as he can in 11 minutes. Mr. Baseball, Dave Koken. We call him Smokin' Koken. It's great to have him on today to uh, talk golf and baseball. Yep. And a little hoops. He's got uh, quick opinions on the uh, Final Four games, but mostly we're going to talk baseball. I think he's got six or seven MLB win totals um, that look like pretty strong plays. Yes, and uh, you said his analysis on the Angels, I uh, could not agree with more. So we'll, we'll get to that much more with Dave. Do you know what today is, Matt Eumanns? Today yeah, is a uh, Wednesday. Day. Wednesday. It's an, anniversary, it's an anniversary, though. It's an anniversary of sorts. Uh, we'll see. Uh, this is when your kid was born, like two years ago? Uh, no, that would be uh. his birthday, not an anniversary. Uh, on this day in 1991, Duke upsets undefeated defending national champion UNLV 79 uh, Why would you bring that up? Final four of the NCAA tournament. And uh, I got this picture. Did you get this tattoo? Did you see this? How about this fresh piece of art right here? Huh? In celebration of Coach K's run to the Final Four. <laughs> I would hope that's Christian Leitner and not somebody you know. Uh, that is not somebody I know. It popped up on social media yesterday. Apparently, this is a, a hardcore Duke fan who is celebrating and um, paying tribute to the great Coach K. Okay. One of the greatest coaches I of all I thought time. maybe that was a tattoo that his wife got or something. You wouldn't like that? You wouldn't get that? Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah, how much do you think you would have to pay me to get a tattoo? Like how much that? do you think that costs, by uh, the way? Because that's a pretty big one. 
That, imagine paying oh, multiple hundreds of dollars no, to get Coach no. K's face tattooed on your body. You for pay, the rest of your life. I wouldn't do that for millions. Seriously. <laughs> what what would be your price? It's in the millions. <laughs> that's, that's no joke. Exact, that exact that's, piece. That's no joke. Oh, boy. Well into the millions. Well, I bring this up because, of course, Nobody just would up, pay that. Nobody. Oh, well, maybe. If I had the money, I might. If I had the scratch to turn over, I would do it just to see it. Um, but worth updating, of course, because the Final Four is upon us. Uh, and we did talk yesterday. There was that brief market shift in this uh, Duke game where it got to three and a half. It went back to four and a half. Just to update very quickly, we are still deadlocked across the board. It's four and a half in favor of Kansas with a total of 133, and it is four with a total of 151 in favor of Duke. So, I mean, do you expect much movement in the days leading up to it, or is this going to be an event where you're going to see most of this come in day of type of deal? Like I, don't, I don't really expect any movement at all. I, I think uh, minus 190, minus four is probably where this thing's going to hang and uh, probably close. So uh, if there's a little bit of movement, what I thought from the openers, it was going to be on the Kansas number because there's going to be so much talk this week about Villanova shorthanded. Uh, Kansas is going to roll in this game. Uh, I've talked to two guys who I consider sharp about college hoops, and uh, they have very differing opinions on the Kansas-Villanova game. Okay. One says the Villanova injury is being overplayed. The Justin Moore injury is overplayed. It doesn't mean much. He loves Villanova. The other guy who's very sharp says, couldn't disagree more. Kansas is going to crush him. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I would say. I'm that- in the middle here. I think it's going to be a, a tight game. Villanova's like you, you and I have talked about all week. It's going to be a half court offensive game. Villanova's going to slow the pace. And I think that's where plus five comes into play. But. I thought there was going to be a little movement on the Kansas number, but that's about it. Yeah. I would say that, um, and by the way, South Point was the one place that moved to five. They're back down to four and a half. Mm-hmm. So it kind of tells you where the market might be uh, looking here at this point. I would say that I'm with you somewhere in the middle, but I think it's hard to say a 14.8 point per game score not being worth anything is somewhat dramatic. Said nothing. Right. Said nothing. I think I mean, nothing might be a little uh, incorrect. You know, sometimes you see I, – I, I think it's incorrect because Villanova doesn't have the depth. Right. And if you have the depth, sometimes a, a star player going out doesn't mean anything. A lot of people overreact to it, uh, an injury or a, a star player's absence, and it really doesn't mean anything. In this game, I think it is going to mean something because uh, Nova just does not have the depth. Jay Wright doesn't have a, a bench he can go to here. Um, so other guys just going to have to step up and elevate their games, which can happen in a one-game scenario, and that's why it doesn't mean much to the point spread here, a half point, a point at the most. You know who's got a lot of depth? The Los Coach Angeles Kay. Clippers. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, baby. Did you watch this game yesterday? It was prime time. Paul George in the MVP conversation after one game. Of course, of course. Uh, 34 points in his return to action. Paul George yesterday and the Los Angeles Clippers yet again overcome a 25-point deficit to the Utah Jazz. Uh, last, you know, It wasn't last time, but... Uh, Jazz have some nightmares about Staples Center against the uh, Clippers mm-hmm. and leading by 25 points. Uh, that was, of course, the Western Conference Finals where they were ultimately ousted. How about this from StatMuse? Most 25-point comebacks in the play-by-play era. Three this year for the Clippers, 2021-2022 season. Do you know which team had two? I do not. The 2018-2019? Clippers. Clippers. Yeah, that's right. This is a team that is made to come back from big deficits. But the Jazz fall, of course, 121 to 115, your final score. Now, this matters for multiple reasons. In the big picture, like you just like, yes, Paul George back is a pretty good thing for a Clippers team Mm -hmm. that is fighting for a play. It was a great game last night. He was awesome. 
And, and it wasn't even just the scoring. Knocking down threes, every, everything he does, he's a two-way player, too. He, oh, and, there, and that was it. He had five steals yesterday. Mm-hmm. He was all over the place. There was a brilliant play where Isaiah Hardenstein tries to find him while he's cutting to the basket, and he overthrows it. So he catches it midair and, and throws it right back to Hardenstein, who's cutting to the basket himself for a finish. Paul George was great yesterday, and you kind of saw how much better this team could be with George out there. And it's not even so much on the offense. They were so much better defensively I in the second half, didn't man. play like that in the playoffs a couple of years ago. I can't think we can let that go at this point right now. I think we can let this go. Wow. They made it to the you Western seem, Conference Finals. a little bit flustered right there. No, because you keep bringing it up. You keep forgetting they made it to the Western <laughs> Conference Finals. But they stuck. Year. They packed it in. They quit. The Clippers. The quitters. two years ago the in, quitters. Orlando, in the Orlando huh? bubble. They made it to the Western how Conference bad, Finals. How bad Kawhi. was he? How bad were the Clippers in that playoff series? He was bad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was very bad. That's why I keep bringing it up. Right. You ignore the, the great <laughs> playoff run the year after that. Well, hey, if uh, Duke, gets, <laughs> Duke gets to the Final Four and Paolo Banchero shoots one for 11, oh, that's the rest what people is, are going to remember. Yeah, yeah. The 18 and 7 that that's he's averaging right. on 51% yeah. shooting doesn't matter. That's what people are going to remember. How <laughs> bad you were in the Final Four. Well, he was pretty great for their playoff run last year. But regardless... This I think for so from the Clippers perspective, I think when you're talking about the play in, which a lot of people are focusing on because the Lakers aren't in it, but you have three legitimate teams who can win it now in the Timberwolves, the mm-hmm. Pelicans, and the Clippers, who all are gonna be pretty good. Clippers, by the way, were swept by the Pelicans this year. I think they have one more game left against them, of their own three against them, and that's with Paul George on the floor. So they're gonna have to be much better against a better um, Pelicans team. But this is this makes this play in race very interesting. And from a big picture perspective, I mean, the Utah Jazz, you should have seen it yesterday. I don't know if you saw the clip. Donovan Mitchell afterwards said it was the same bleep over again. Mm. Mitchell, by the way, last night has a massive brain fart, tries to call a timeout when he's inbounding the ball down four, doesn't understand that he doesn't have a timeout, begins right. to walk off the court. And, and so they get a technical call there, and that's where they lose it. This is a nightmare now for a Jazz team themselves that have blown multiple 25-point Well, it's not the same Jazz team that started the season either. It's, it's a different-looking team. And uh, – Donovan Mitchell, he made a couple. He made that mistake, and he was 0 for 4, I think, from three point range last night, right? Other uh, than in the fourth, I think it was like he had a bad fourth quarter shooting. I know that. Yeah. Other than that, he uh, he had a pretty good game. What he finished with 33 points. Mm-hmm. He, he played. He's a star, but uh, I don't think at this point we consider the Utah Jazz a serious contender to win the West. No. And you know the Clippers. It's okay to be excited about Paul George and his return last night, but really it's all about the big picture and how good this team can be next season when Kawhi Winter comes back. Now the Clippers can – yeah, they could do something here in the playoffs. Well, right now, what are they, two games under five hundred? Yes. I think for the uh, season? Yep, 37-39. They could do a little something in the, uh, in the playoffs, but – it's all about when Kawhi Leonard comes back and PG and Kawhi are healthy and how good this team could be next season. Right. And if they, because the Memphis Grizzlies tonight, if they win, can lock up the uh, second overall seed. All they got to do is win, they would get it. Clippers, the best seed they can get right now is going to be the seventh seed. So mm-hmm. a first round matchup against Memphis would be very tough. Uh, but with Paul George back on the floor, it makes you a little bit of a better team, and they're very good defensively. So they can handle something like that. Uh, you, you just, I don't think you want to fall to the eight. Phoenix with Chris Paul back, and then they're healthy now. That'd yeah. be kind of a nightmare. Now, they were very competitive against Phoenix in that Western Conference Final Series that you keep forgetting about. Uh, but I think that that would not be a very good matchup for them. And this is the other th- big picture thing here for Utah, because you're right, they're not going to win anything. And they, they look like first-round exits written all over them. Right now, they would be facing the Dallas Mavericks in a 4-5 matchup. You, you think they're going to win that series against Luka Doncic and the Mavericks? Because I would say no. Probably not. I think they match up extremely poorly for uh, with Dallas. I just I think you just don't want to play the Suns 
in the first round. Oh, I mean, if, any, if you're anybody, right. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to play. Even though the Shaq thinks the Lakers could beat the Suns, no, that's, that's completely unrealistic. By the way, if, if you bet the playoff uh, prop, the yes-no prop on will this team make playoffs, so the, the way the play-in works, the team has to win the play-in to get to uh, the eight playoffs. or the seven. Huh? Correct. Yep. To get to, you're not a playoff team. In terms of that prop bet, unless you win the play-in game, right? There's going to be a thousand people who are yeah. like, "I bet this team," and they made it to the play-in. Like, yeah, the Lakers were in the play-in play-in game. I, I win the prop. No, you lose the prop unless the Lakers win that play-in game. You have to be one of the top eight seeds. That's considered the playoffs. You ready for my wild statement? You ready for this? Yeah. Big picture thing here, because the Jazz are going to lose in the first round. I think they're going to lose to Dallas. Okay. And Donovan Mitchell will not be a member of the Utah Jazz next year. I I completely agree with that. I think actually, you know. I think you want, if you're Dallas, or excuse me, if you're, if you're Utah, you want to keep of Donovan Mitchell, keep Mitchell, but he, you get much more of a return if you trade him away. And him and Gobert aren't playing together anymore after this year. You have to make a decision at this point. Actually, you get a lot in return, and I think Donovan Mitchell probably be okay with being traded away. Yeah. The Knicks, they might finally land their guy <laughs> after like 10 years. Uh, the NFL Draft right here in Las <laughs> Vegas will have extensive coverage, including mock drafts from Matt about Eames, Michael Lombardi, and a former NFL GM, huh? They wouldn't trade him to the Lakers, would they? I don't think the Lakers have anything to trade him trade for. <laughs> take this, Anthony take this Davis. bag of basketballs, Anthony Davis. I mean, do you trade LeBron for him? Uh, at this point, yeah. right, think about Beast it. Beast host Mike I mean, Pritchard. If you're looking at the long term, <laughs> yeah. Donovan Mitchell's more valuable. Anyway, the NFL draft is when? Yeah, it's 28th. coming up this week, uh, this, uh, this next month. Uh, sign up for that. Everything we offer for the spring for only $19. VEASAN.com slash spring. On the other side, we continue conversation. Hoops, baseball, did Koken coming up in 15. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. The college basketball season's coming to an end. Grab a five-hour energy to stay alert and watch all your favorite games. Or if you stay up late, see that intense overtime match. Take a five-hour energy shot in the morning so you can energize your day. I might need a lot this summer if I bet that Baltimore Orioles total over, like I'm thinking. With zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine, it's a perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com. Find over 15 flavors to choose from. Flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue raspberry, and more. There's a flavor for everyone. Get a five-hour energy today. Five-hour energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got the berry flavored. It's good. Hey, you're in, right? You've been tra- you've been drinking them a little bit more lately. Oh, two of them. I got you hooked. It's it's actually uh, at four in the morning. You take one of those shots, and you can work till uh, you can work till nine because it's five hour energy. But I tried to go to sleep about eight. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty for eight in the morning, by the way, for those who were wondering. Right, eight a.m. So I I prefer it to be four hour in- energy, but uh, I don't drink the whole bottle. By the way. <laughs> All right, so. <clears throat> We were talking NBA. We should also mm-hmm. touch on a result from last night as well. The Milwaukee Bucks. That was a hell of a game last night. And one of the best performances of the entire season by any player, the freak. Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's like you go a couple of days, like a couple of games where you don't really watch them. You just check box scores, right? And then, you know, you watch again and you realize like, holy, like S. This dude is incredible. <laughs> Yesterday for Giannis Antetokounmpo, yeah. 40 points. And a game-winning block against Joel Embiid to send the Bucks to a 118-116 victory, their 47th win of the season. But this is—it goes beyond just the final 40 points and what 14 rebounds that he had. Not only did he also have six assists, he had a personal 14 or 15 to nothing run near the end of the third quarter that got them right back in yeah. this game. Yeah. By the way, if you were watching, did you watch the game at all? I actually went back to watch NBA uh, TV last yeah. night. I watched some of the highlights of the so game. So if you—I don't know how much they had of it in terms of the run. But a majority of that run came with Paul Millsap at center. Like those non-Embiid minutes that we talked about, those were the downfall of the Philadelphia 76ers yesterday. It was a really big difference in this game, and that's when the Bucs made a lot of their noise. But Giannis was fantastic. And, like, I made a joke yesterday. I tweeted out, Giannis for MVP, right? 
Actually, one of our listeners like, you just told us four hours ago to bid Jokic and plus prices. <laughs> and I'm like, relax. It's a joke, okay? Right. Now, I will say, it yeah, gets, huh. sarcasm doesn't go over well no, on no. Twitter. People no, don't pick doesn't. that up. But, I will say, if you watched this game last night, you would say, man, this guy's the best player in the league. Hell yeah, you are. And I will say, a, a highlight like that, where you're talking about a game-winning block mm-hmm. against a dude who could win MVP that propels your team to victory against a fellow contender, that's something that can make a difference in a defensive player of the year race. Sure. Where Giannis is up there for the award, potentially, this year. He's got to win. He, yeah, I'm, I don't want to say he's got to win that award, but... Guy's got to win something. Right now, I think he's the best player in the association. Correct. It, like, yeah. it, it would be. It is weird to see a guy like him put up the numbers that he does, perform the way that he does on the defensive end, and by season's end, he'll have nothing to show for it in terms of hardware. It, it does seem odd, other than like a first, you know, first All NBA team and whatever that's, you know, whatever that means to him at this point right now. It's really amazing when you watch him. He's gotten so much better even in the last two or three years. I think I said three years ago, if this guy can develop a three-point shot, he's going to be unstoppable. Yeah, 33% last night. Well, he's getting a lot better. I think he's getting a lot better as a shooter. If you remember, I think, what was it, three years ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was probably three years ago, mid-season. He was shooting about 18% from three. Oh, and the shot, and the shot motion itself, like, yeah. it, it, was, it was ugly. He looks so much better now. Uh, in 2013... I was a UNLV basketball beat writer for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. I went to uh, New York for the NBA draft, Mm -hmm. and it was in Brooklyn. And uh, Anthony Bennett from UNLV was going to be a top 10 pick. We didn't know where he was going to be picked. And uh, I was talking to his agent like 10 minutes before the draft up by the stage. And he goes, uh, you know, just have no idea what's going to happen. He could go first or second or third, or he could slip all the way to eighth or ninth. You know, Mm -hmm. we don't know. And so I'm sitting back in my chair eating a sandwich, Thinking that it's going to be at least a, uh, you know, I can't remember, but it was a good sandwich because I got it out of the uh, hospitality room at the NBA draft. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm thinking I got a half hour to sit here and eat and don't have to worry about anything. So uh, David Stern was a Stern at the time. The commissioner. Yeah, still at that time. Yeah. Walks up to the podium. First pick in the NBA draft. Anthony Bennett from UNLV <laughs> to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I about fell out of my chair, and I had to stop eating the sandwich and to start working mm. at that point. You've cursed Anthony Bennett to this day. But if you th- – no, Anthony, <laughs> Anthony Bennett was cursed, but not by me. But, you know, it was not just Bennett. The top 14 picks in that draft, if you look back at it, are a complete joke. Probably the worst draft in the last 25 who, – who knows how many years. Might be the worst draft – Ever. Anthony Bennett, Victor Oladipo, Otto, Otto Porter, Porter Jr., Cody Zeller, Alex Len. Those are your top five picks. Yep. Think about that for a second. Anthony Bennett, Victor Oladipo, Otto Porter, Cody Zeller, Alex Len. Yep. The second five, uh, uh, slightly better, maybe. Nerlens Noel, Ben McLemore, Contavious Caldwell Pope, Trey Burke, CJ McCollum is where you finally get a pretty darn CJ good CJ McCollum at number 10. Michael Carter Williams, Steven Adams, solid player as well. Right. Kelly Olinick, Shabazz Muhammad, remember him. And then Giannis Antetokounmpo with the 15th overall Number 15 pick. pick of that draft. Yep. And I'm not going to say 14 stiffs picked ahead of him, but a few of those guys can play, but not many. Right. Not many of those 14 guys can play. Think about that, how poor a job some of those scouts did. Now, I know he wasn't the player then that he is now, not even close. Right. But still, if you look at his body, and you, this is part of a scout's job, you got to be able to project what type of a player somebody could be. Right. If you see that guy's – he had a good handle when he came into the league, too. He's always been a pretty good ball handler. Now he's a much better shooter. But if you see his body and the way – how athletic he is, how could you let that guy slip to the 15th pick in that draft? Yep. 
with yeah. all those stiff drafts ahead. How many scouts did a really poor job on that draft? I mean, Michael Carter Williams won Rookie of the Year, I think. So. <laughs> did I not count okay. for anything? <laughs> I think no, you, I, you could beat him in a, a game of horse. Michael Carter Williams? Yeah. I don't know about that. I'll, yeah. I'll never say a, a professional. I could be a professional <laughs> athlete in anything. He's not uh, much of a shooter. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, but case is here as we bring this back, you know, Giannis, I think people keep asking, like, when I do hits or anything like that, like, hey, you know, this defensive player of the year race, I know you love when I bring up Jaron Jackson. Mm-hmm. But, like, the question has always been, like, where do you go with this? And to me, it's always come back to one guy. If you haven't gotten involved yet, to me, it's Giannis. Like Giannis is oh, yeah. the guy who's been consistent <laughs> outside of a dude like Jaron Jackson. Sure. He's got the games played. He's got the defensive profile. Wow. And how he's going to play or how he factors into this is going to be pretty good. Um, but I, I can't wait to see how this projection. Yeah, too. Huh. By the way, sorry. This is the last comment on this. The second best player in that draft was number 27, Rudy Gobert to the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Actually, um, yeah, the 27th pick. C.J. McCollum, arguably, but yes, you're right. C.J., probably, I would say, the third best player. Yeah. C.J. McCollum. Those are definitely the top three. That might be – look at the uh, the entire first and second round if you get a chance of the 2013 oh, draft. Call it up on Wikipedia. This might be the worst draft of all time. <laughs> what are you talking about? Lucas Nogueira was a But the best pro. player in the league came out of it, and that's Giannis right now, but he was a 15th pick. The, the entire two rounds of this draft, aside from a few players, is a disaster. Yep. Now, <laughs> I can talk – I like to look back at old drafts. And see where guys were, you know, misdrafted and some of the blunders the teams made. Man, this 2013 draft is a classic. Yeah, I could. Like, I like to talk drafted, especially uh-huh. the NBA draft. Uh, and I could go on this for a long time. But I will say this. As years have gone on, draft classes seem to be getting deeper and deeper because these kids are playing basketball from, like, day one when mm-hmm. they come out of the womb. Um, these, these kids come in, they're ready to play right away. And you're seeing, like, this year's rookie class is insane that's playing right now. There's, there's like 12 guys that are up for five team, five spots in an all-rookie team. Mm-hmm. They, they're incredible. And this year's going to be no different. It would, and, by the way, Palomar Carroll, I'm just saying, still 3-1 to one to be the first overall pick in this year's draft. 6-9, can handle, shoot from all areas of the floor. Oh, he's had a really good tournament, too. Yep. That, that's going to help. He's 8 for 15 from 3 in the tournament. You have to show you can shoot to 3 if you're going to be picked uh, that highly. I, I don't think that uh, we're going to see a – Many Ben Simmons type situations anymore yeah. where a guy can't shoot the three, he's going to be the top pick. By the way, also, three, seven, and well, no, yeah, three, seven, one against the spread. 76ers now in their last 11 games with James Harden and uh, Joel Embiid out there on the floor. Harden looked pretty timid in that fourth quarter. He, he, there was one play near the end where they, I think they were down by one, and he caught the ball at the top of the key, and he. That was not a tight window that he could have put that thing up. And he descends, he decides to send it into the corner to George and Yang. And I think Yang ended up hitting it anyway. But he looked pretty timid in that fourth quarter. He was not taking as many shots. And then he gets the ball at the end and he decides to try to step back three when they're down two. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Harden, though, he has not been playing very well in, at all. And actually, that's your guy. Oh, he was. Like, I will never deny, like, Harden at his peak was fantastic. He's one of the best players in the NBA. But clearly, the foul thing has gotten into his head to a certain extent. And we've talked about this before. A dude who had the ball that much, who took that much punishment, his game was going to go like that off of a cliff at one point. And it seems like maybe we're heading down the cliff right now. So. Well, it's not going to be good for Daryl Morey if that's the case. No, no, it is not. Yeah. But they can add pieces, and maybe next year uh, they could be something well, that is unworth it. What's this guy count right now? Forty. His contract's worth 40-something million a year. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's a chance that in, in three years he's, he's like Russell Westbrook or John yeah. Wall, right? What's this going to be like two years down the road if, if – 
what we're seeing right now is the best you're going to get from James Harden. That's a bad sign. Yep. All right, we'll come back. Let's get to baseball. I wanted to talk baseball this entire show, but I guess not. Smoking Coken is going to be with us next. Yeah, Smoking Coken. Uh, we call him Smoking Coken because his nickname is Smoking Coken. And we're going <laughs> to talk baseball with Smoking Coken on the other side, get a preview, some win totals that he likes, golf, basketball. We're going to cover everything. You say we'll run the bases with Smoking Coken when we come back here on Decent Thieves Sports Betting. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose Wendy's. Stacked starting on up like the breakfast baconator, croissant combos, and hot or cold coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends. Sizzling bacon, eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and simply OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. One thing that trips me up on this, I'm not a coffee drinker. I never have been. What? No, I took one drink of coffee when I was a little kid, and I hated it. Never have drank it since. It says hot or cold coffee. People drink cold coffee? Iced coffee? You're saying, huh? Is that a real question? I don't drink coffee, I told yeah, you. That's, huh? Yeah, that's okay. Nice coffee's awesome. Dave Koken's with us, smoking Koken, as we call him. Dave, you're a coffee drinker, aren't you? Yeah, uh, and iced coffee is a, a big item in the Northeast. <laughs> uh, not not as not so much out here, but we love iced coffee. I'm a big iced coffee drinker. Okay. Well, you worked at Starbucks. That's probably what oh, you got Oh, well, that's, that's where right. I got in. Yep. Oh, there's nothing like being insanely hungover and getting a, a tall iced coffee black <laughs> with three shots of espresso and downing it in the back because I had to open up the store at 6 in the morning. Uh, all right. Dave Koch is with us. Let's talk about some fun stuff. Baseball around the corner, Dave. And I know that you got some win totals here, but I'm going to be selfish and take the four with one of your win totals. Uh, I find myself, look, I'm an Angels fan. You think you know this. And every year uh, they disappoint. But I cannot help but look at this team this year, Dave, and think, hey, you know what, with some better health, that bullpen looks pretty good. That lineup's got some bats. They could pre be pretty good this year, no? They they ought to be. I look, the injury jinx is real with this franchise. It's just every year. Uh, and last year was just horrible, losing trout for three quarters of the season. But you look at the lineup, it, it it's a good lineup. And the pitching staff, look, if Syndergaard is is able to throw, say, 150 innings, how can they not be a playoff co- a contender? I think they've got a chance to catch Houston in that division. I mean, this this has the makings of a really good baseball team. Yep, I would hope so. And uh, the the emphasis that seemed to the offseason was to shore up the back end of the bullpen. So we'll see if that actually works out for the Anaheim Angels. You see the odds there. American League West, uh, four to one to win that thing. Win total of 84 and a half. I appreciate your optimism. Every year about this time, you get fired up yep. about the Angels. Yeah. This yep. is going to be the year. Yep. My team, the Angels, are going to make the playoffs. And then by so, May, you're sitting over here. Ticked off. The Angels are 10 and 18. I tell you, they have a bunch of injuries and things aren't looking what, so well. What hot. happened last year, Dave? This is exactly what happened. They yeah. got off to a good start. And if you remember, right before the All Star break, they had that soft part of the schedule. They went like 11 yep. and 5 against like a terrible stretch. And I was like, this is it. They're going to be good. They come out of the All Star <laughs> break, they get swept by the A's. And I was like, God, and they got absolutely wrecked. And uh, it was all downhill from there. All right, let's go through some of your win totals, Dave. Uh, a theme looking well, what over. What was the, the number wins? on the Angels, by the way, Dave's 80, win total? Uh, 84. Uh, Dave got yeah. over 84, over 84 and a half. Uh, the okay. predominant number out there uh, but I, I i thought the theme to uh, a lot of your win totals dave was some of these bad teams are going to be uh, just bad right 
Well, yeah, I mean, you look at Oakland, and that total doesn't exist anymore. It's, it's dropped down in the 60s. But they got nothing. The team's been absolutely gutted. We know they're not going to spend any money. Uh, it could be a combination of the Las Vegas Aviators and the A's at some point this year. I don't know how this team's not going to lose 100 games. Uh, they're a terrible baseball team. Uh, the, the other side of the coin is the Tigers, who started last year 9-24. and 24. And from that point on, quarters of the season they were a winning team and they have clearly improved themselves in the offseason i think the bias pickup is really good for them they've got two of the best prospects in baseball coming in eduardo rodriguez is going to help the pitching staff and they've got some young talent there i think detroit has an outside chance to catch the white Sox this year if you're looking for a long shot they might be it and i certainly think they're going to get over 80 wins follow him on twitter at dave Koken. also a wager talk smoking Koken, mr baseball I like it when uh, two legends go head-to-head. And uh, Roxy Roxborough was on this morning, and it's on the VSIN email here. I saw it. Uh, he was on Gill's show, and he played five MLB win totals. You guys match up on only one, but you're on opposite sides. He's got Tigers under 78-and-a-half. Uh, Dave, what would be what would uh, be the factor, the biggest factor that could uh, lead to the Tigers underachieving because I know you always want to look at the worst-case scenario when you're thinking about playing these win totals as well. Uh, the worst-case scenario would be Baez flops, the rookies don't produce, and the pitching staff falls apart. I don't think that's going to happen. I okay. think they're a team on the rise. And I really like A.J. Hinch. I think he's one of the best managers in baseball. I put him as a plus-five guy. There are some managers I call minus-five guys and some that I call plus-five guys, and Hinch is on the right side of that equation. Do you eat at five guys very often? <laughs> Uh, once in a while. Okay. I wondered about that. All right. So, uh, actually, who are some of your other of your uh, plus five guys, Dave? I'm curious uh, who, you, who you rate as plus five guys. Well, Bob Melvin, certainly, and there's okay. a contributor to the A's. I mean, uh, I think they lose five wins without him, and the Padres probably gain five wins with him, although Melvin might have to go out and pitch himself at some point <laughs> uh, with that team. I, it, I'm, I don't know. I don't really know what to make. Of him, but uh, or of them, I should say. But there's a few managers out there who fit that bill of being just really good in-game guys, uh, and, and there's a few who aren't. And one of them now has a real bad baseball team in the Washington Nationals. Uh, I don't see how they're not going to finish last in that division. They're terrible. The pitching staff is awful. I don't like the manager. Um, they've got Soto. And I, I guess maybe Nelson Cruz, if he can keep it going for another year, and not much else. And the division is really good. So the Nationals look to me to be a team that could bottom out this year. I think that's a good under, uh, under bet. All right, Dave Koken's win total plays for the record. Oakland A's under 71.5. Reds under 74. Nationals under 71.5. Cleveland under 76.5. I'm not going to recognize the n- nickname of uh, the Cleveland team. Uh, we got the Tigers over 78 and a half and the Angels over 84. So this is a six baseball win total plays. There, Dave, I, I believe the A's in some spots opened as high as 78. And that was before <laughs> yeah. Matt Chapman and Matt Olson were traded, right? Did you see that number out there? I, I actually, I think the first number I saw was 79 and a half. Okay. Um, uh, it obviously isn't that anymore. And in fact, that 71 and a half, I don't think you can find that anymore. It, it's, it's down to the 60s now. And on top of everything, Laureano might be one of their best players, and he's suspended for the first month of the season. They've got nothing there. 
So, Dave, uh, before we move on for baseball, I am curious your thoughts on your Red Sox. Win total 85, uh, 85 and a half. They get Trevor Story. Offense projects to be, it seems, pretty good. But yet again, I think you enter into a year where the starting staff is the biggest question, right? Yeah, and Chris Sales hurt to start things off. Um, and it's an awfully difficult division outside of Baltimore. I mean, the Yankees are, are always going to be the mix. Toronto's loaded. Um, I, I'm just not sure the Red Sox are good enough to get to the playoffs. I wouldn't bet against them, though. Uh, there's still a lot of stock in that lineup. And if the pitching holds up, they could be okay. But I, I'm not overly optimistic going in. Curious what you think of the Yankees win total of 91 and a half. I'm not real optimistic about the Yankees this year. What's your take, Dave? I think that number's probably a little inflated because it's the Yankees, and they always inflate the Yankees to some extent because they're such a public team. I don't think they're going to be a losing team by any means, uh, but if you're asking me whether I think they're the best team in the division or not, I would I would definitely say no. Uh, I think the Blue Jays mm-hmm. are ahead of, of everybody right now in that division. So I would lean under on the Yankees, although I didn't bet it. And, of course, they've got to hope that they stay healthy uh, because I don't think the depth factor is real strong there. All right, Dave Koken with us. They're calling Mr. Baseball. He's been Mr. Golf this year, mm-hmm. hitting a lot of golf futures, hit three in uh, five weeks. Uh, you and I match up on one play this week, Maverick McNeely at 35-1 to in the Texas Open. Uh, Dave, this is a, kind of a tricky handicap here the week before yeah. the Masters. Uh, what did you play this week in San Antonio? Not much. I don't like this tournament. Uh, I never have liked this tournament because everybody's looking ahead to the Masters, including the golfers. But I did take a shot with McNeely. Um, Mito Pereira ends up on my win win card almost every week when it's not a, a big tournament because he's going to break through and win at some point. And I got about 60 on him. And I just took a shot on Matt Kuchar, who's as high as 125 to 1. Uh, average consensus is probably about 90 to 1. He's played well in this course, and he's not in terrible form. So maybe he can uh, get something going for a week uh, in a field that's not that strong all right final four yeah final four Dave we got 90 seconds a little bit less than that what'd you make of these uh, two matchups right on the number I, I made Kansas five and a half and I made Duke five so there's not enough of an edge for me to bet but I would lean to the two favorites uh, I think they'll get there and uh, uh, we'll see what happens I guess I, who do you root for in the finals uh, do you root for Coach K or against him if he gets there? I mean, uh, you saw him holding hands with his wife. I mean, you got to—he's a family man. I think you got to root for that, right? It's the best story in sports. <laughs> Doesn't look like not going to get that job with uh, replacing Lily, I guess. <laughs> Dave, it's good to talk to you, man. Thank you. See you guys. I think the answer to that is you definitely root against Coach K. Of course you do. I've even got a bunch of Duke's futures tickets that are going to pay a significant amount of money if Duke wins. I'm still rooting against Coach K. I also have Kansas at eighteen to one and twenty. Say, so do I. So let's 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 go for Kansas. Kansas. Right. Let's go Jayhawks. All right, I like Bill Self, a guy who never cheats, selfless man. Right, let's only one title though. Eh, that's shaky. Uh, despite ten number one seats, not good. All right, we'll come back. Uh, wrap up. We have best bets to get to. We can touch on it a little bit more in the NBA. There's eleven games in the NBA tonight, so there's a couple of other things that we can put a bow on too. It's the Edge here on Visa. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine and available in a variety of tastes and strengths. Zen nicotine pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 challenge today at ZYN.com slash 10. That's ZYN.com slash 10. Zen nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 and older who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. Mm. Did, not, did not know that before. Uh, we got some breaking news. What do we have? It looks like we're going to burn the whole segment on this. I don't know if we have time to get the best bets. Uh, Tyreek Hill has reportedly asked to return punts for the Miami Dolphins. He's also supposedly going to play running back. I read that yesterday. Oh, yeah? Hmm. Oh, another breaking news. I was going to play quarterback. Look at this. I think Tyreek Hill is just going to be running the Dolphins at this point right now. 
We're going to break this down for the next 15 might, minutes? Might not be a bad idea with two or a quarterback. <laughs> well, Tom Brady's going to be quarterback, so um, get your thought for Let's get a uh, spring training update. Dave Koken said the Washington Nationals are going to stink. The Nationals, Cardinals... Score update right now. Cardinals 28, Nationals 4. Uh, no, nah, that was a mistake, actually. Oh, okay. It's actually 29 to 8. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was an old score that I gave you. It's 29 8. And, and this is the best part. St. Louis, of course, uh, the top of the inning is theirs. They have runners on second and third with two outs. Smoking Coken, and uh, we're going to have Smoking Coken on the show several times. Man, I'm so excited. This season. Huh? Baseball season's great. Are you really excited? I'm not excited about baseball yet. You know what it is? I'm thinking about the Final Four, thinking about this week's golf tournament, right. next week's Masters. Final Four's this weekend. It's here. Like, no. The NFL draft. No, I'm, ready, like that. I'm ready to grind out 162 games of action in the dead heat of summer. There's nothing <laughs> like it. Nothing like it. NBA playoffs. Right. Oh, I'm excited for that, okay. too. You know, there's something about insanely long seasons where you just want to pull your hair out multiple times and you need really, you just need the strongest of wills to make it through mm-hmm. handicapping a season like it's that. It's a marathon, the That's NBA. Right. That's right, not a sprint. Last night, that was uh, one of the best games of the season. The Bucks 76 was one yes. of the best games by an individual player in the freak, and you had the right side. Yep, Bucks plus one and a half over the 76ers. That leads us to our best bets for the day. They get a victory. As a one-and-a-half-point underdog moves us to today. So, again, one of these situations, last few times this actually worked out relatively well. Um, not the best number. This is down to two now. Uh, this is on injury news, though, and I played this assuming that this was going to be the case. Spencer Dinwiddie hasn't been playing second leg of back-to-backs, so he's not going to play tonight for the Dallas Mavericks. But other than that, status quo for the Mavericks today against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavaliers who, since they have lost Jared Allen, Matt, have uh, actually been in their own poor form. 2-8-1 ATS in the games. Excuse me, 2-7-1 ATS since they lost Jared Allen. Defensive rating over those 10 games of 115.4. Mm-hmm. Mavericks still have plenty to play for here in these last few games. Uh, they can take the third seed from the Golden State Warriors if they continue to win games and push forward here. And I think Cleveland, given how poorly they've been defensively, how valued they've been by the betting market here, I don't mind coming in and laying three here with Dallas, who's been playing some pretty good basketball up to this point. So see if I get burned by a bad number. As I mentioned uh, on the screen right now, I'm going to double check to see if it's moved anymore because I don't believe it has. Um, yeah, we're still sitting at like two or one and a half, depending on where you look. So again, only injury of note is Spencer Dinwiddie. You're still going to get uh, the rest of the crew out there, including Doncic, feel like that's still obviously worth a play. So give me Dallas. I okay. laid three, but it's out there at one and a half now if you so choose. Actually, pretty good schedule in the association tonight. Oh, I mean, look, it's, if there's 11 games, you get Dallas and Cleveland, which is good and very important. Charlotte and New York, which is going to be fun just because, it, one, Charlotte still has plenty to play for. They want to maintain their spot ahead of Brooklyn. The Knicks have quietly won four straight games and all of a sudden are trying, even though they're out of the playoff picture. Minnesota-Toronto is a really good game between two teams who have a lot still on left on the plate. And then there's Miami and Boston, who, as we know, Boston has owned – it's only been two games, but Boston has absolutely owned Miami this year, just slaughtered them both times they played. And we know what's been going on with Miami, and that's just the early games. Uh, yeah, there's a lot that goes on tonight. The nightcap, too. Phoenix-Golden State's going to be freaking awesome. So we'll break those down maybe in a little bit. A lot of time for you to watch the association. I heard your wife, Isabel, she and – she enjoys uh, smoking coking, by the way. Ooh, um, I thought you were going to say smoking something else. Yeah. She's headed out of town for two weeks. Uh, soon. The kids. And a little oh, bit. Oh, I thought yeah. so. it was today. That's no, today. no, 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 no. In a little bit, in a little bit. I'm going to be the good father. I'm going to go on the trip with them and then come back. What are you going to do for two weeks without the family? Well, oh, just going to go crazy. Watch a lot of NBA. Watch, yeah. 
You're right in play. time for the NBA playoffs. You gonna play some golf? I am. I am. I plan on going out. This is the time where I get back into the groove of things. You should see my swing has been improving. I will not almost murder you. I haven't seen I haven't seen that swing in a, quite a while. I scared you the first the first shot. I always tell that story. The first shot you saw me hit. It's a beauty. It was one of the greatest shots ever. On right on line. Par three on the green. I think it was within like what five feet of the pin. Yeah, you, you had a short birdie putt. Yep. And yeah. then after that, it just all fell apart. And then yes. there was one shank <laughs> that uh, ricocheted off a light pole, allegedly. And Matt Humans went, whoa! <laughs> it jumped out of the way. So. Almost hit me in the head. You were, you were standing I, 45 degrees I behind me. <laughs> 20 yards behind you, behind the tee. Uh, anyway, uh, and then also college. I'm just holding <laughs> out. I'm going to see if this gets down. To, you know, I actually have the three and a half myself. But in terms of best bets for the show, I want to see if the market gets to three and a half before I add Duke. But still sitting, obviously, on Kansas Villanova under 133. Okay. I got the same play. Uh, final four plays for me, Kansas Villanova, under 133, <laughs> and uh, Duke on the money line, minus 185 is where I played it. And um, obviously, I'm not going to bet this big because I have a lot of <clears throat> a lot riding on Duke futures at 10 to 1 and 12 to 1. So some people would say, well, the smart thing to do is heads with North Carolina. I don't think Carolina is going to win the game. And if, if Carolina does win the game, I'm not going to be heartbroken. But uh, I think we're headed for a Duke-Kansas final. I did hedge a little bit on the Kansas futures by taking Villanova plus five. But I did not put that up as a play because that's as much of a hedge for me as anything else uh, on that game. Let's talk Texas Open. Abraham Answer is uh, one of my top plays this week, 20-1. to one. Uh, Corey Connors also at 20-1. to one. We did the golf show, Long Shots, last night. Brady Cannon, Wes Reynolds, you can find the podcast up at vcin.com. Wes and I matched up on Abraham Answer. If you're looking at uh, statistical profile files of uh, players who should be able to win this week, T to green stats are going to be important. Abraham Answer fits that, also putting. Uh, he played well in Austin at the match play last week. This is his fifth trip here, and he grew up in the area, so it's kind of like a home game for Answer. 20-1 to 1 is... Uh, Probably my favorite play this week. Corey Connors at the same number, the 2019 champ. He uh, opened 5-0 and in match play yep. last week, so he makes a short trip down from Austin to San Antonio in good form, and uh, he's a horse for the course as well. Uh, also, Maverick McNeely. Talked about him with uh, Dave Koken. Smoking Koken likes him, and uh, Maverick McNeely is one of those guys who's going to break through and cash a ticket for you at some point. Hopefully it's this week. He's in good form. He's not in a master's field yet. He's trying to qualify. Uh, he played well in Austin last week, and uh, I like that as well. Charlie Hoppin is the definition of a horse for the course. He's slumping recently, but Hoppin, uh, this could be a slump buster for him. The 2016 champ on this course, and the last two times it was played here in San Antonio, there was no 2020 tournament. Last year in 2019, he finished second each time. He's got three seconds and a third and a win here. So uh, 65 to one. I bet him again at 75 to one at Circa uh, last night. And I've got some Masters uh, plays as well. Uh, but we'll get into those uh, maybe tomorrow. A little bit on the show. Answer, Connors, McNeely, Hoppin, my top four for the Texas Open. You want to hear a cool stat? Yeah. From positive residual, in his first game since December, Paul George scored 34 points on 25 true shot attempts, 42% usage. He was six and nine usage. He was six and nine from deep, and two of his ten buckets were self-created. He also had six assists against just two turnovers in his 30.8 minutes last night. Mm. The Clippers outscored Utah by 15 points. He was great last night. He far uh, exceeded my expectations for a guy making his uh, return. 
after no that fight. long injury absence. Let's talk quickly about a couple games in the association tonight. Get your take on uh, the Heat and the Celtics in Boston and also the uh, Suns and the Warriors in San Francisco. So I had Boston, I wrote about this this morning, I had Boston circled like a, a week ago. I was going to play him here. I just, I think they match up really well with Miami. But the, the key difference is Robert Williams isn't going to play. And so I want to see if that's actually going to make a difference. If you look at it, so there's two numbers that stick out when it comes to Williams. Uh, when Jalen Brown, Jason Tate, and Marcus Smart are on the floor without Robert Williams, they actually get outscored by 9.5 points per 100 possessions, and their defensive rating is 115.1. But if you look at minutes like with Daniel Tice at center, they're plus 13.8, defensive rating of 104.5. So they're probably somewhere in the middle of both of those numbers. I just want to watch this. I think Boston mm-hmm. still matches up well with Miami, but I wanted to play them here with Robert Williams on the floor. Now that he's not out there, sit back and watch and see how they react. And as far as the Phoenix Suns go tonight, um, there's actually been some pretty strong support for the Golden State Warriors as a home dog here against the Phoenix Suns. So I I didn't really have a strong opinion. I thought if it was going to be high enough that the Golden State Warriors were going to be worth looking at here. Uh, but at the same time, they've been so bad without Steph Curry, and especially defensively. That's the weird thing with them. Mm-hmm. Defensively is where they've fallen off. So I think if this starts to get to like that four, three and a half range, then the Suns will be worth a play. But right now, nothing. So can't wait. Good slate tonight. All of them worth paying attention to, and all of them mean a lot. So you know what means a lot to us? Checking out vcin.com. So go check that out and stick around for my guys in the desert coming up next. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts.